Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talked to Brett Davis, Oak Bank's own, and a member of the Manitoba Bisons men's hockey team named the top performer of the first half of the Canada West season among former WHL players playing in the conference. Also, we're going to talk to Murata Tesh of The Athletic. But the Winnipeg Jets getting really healthy. Wow. That's all coming up on the podcast. Let's now focus the spotlight on a local talent. Manitoba Bisons. Brett Davis has been named the WHL top performer of the first half of the Canada West season. Formerly a member of the Kootenai Ice, Lethbridge Hurricanes, and Red Deer Rebels, Davis has 26 points in 16 games so far, and he joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Brett, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. To receive this honor, how does that feel? It feels good. Anytime you get recognition, it's uh, it's a good feeling. Uh, I don't like to to take all the ownership though. I like to uh, you know give a lot of credit to my teammates because they're obviously uh, you know helping me get to where I am today. Well, yeah, you don't pick up 16 assists without someone else scoring the goal, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So for you then, what were your expectations going into your second season here with the, the Bisons? I think just play as hard as I can every every game and just uh, give my team a chance to win every game. That's that's the goal, right? Um, uh, we're just trying to you know make a play, push for the playoffs and we're, we're trying to do everything we can to win hockey games. So hopefully we can keep that up in the second half. Right now, the Bison seven and nine. Uh, you got fourteen points in sixth place. Top six qualifies, so you're in a playoff spot. Eight points back of UBC for fifth, with two games in hand. Obviously, you'd like to get a bit more of a, a cushion for sixth than that, right? Yeah, definitely. We don't want to just squeeze into the playoffs. We want to get into the the fifth or fourth spot. So um, we're going to be making a push in in the second half here, and hopefully, we're going to catch some teams uh, in surprise. So you got Regina this weekend. Uh, give me the scouting report. Uh, they're just a hard-nosed team. They like to play physical. Um, they like to try to try to get under our skin. So um, I think we just got to stay composed. And um, I think if we stick to our game plan, I think we'll be successful. When you wrapped up your Western Hockey League career with the Hurricanes in 2019-2020, uh, then played uh, five games with the Moose in 2020-21, what were you thinking about your hockey future at that point? Yeah, I was definitely, uh, you know, every every player coming out of the, the Western League and junior in general wants to play pro hockey. Um, I think I was just in a position where I had to make a decision whether I want to give up five, three years of schooling or, or go a different route, and I just decided to go to the, the academic side of it. But uh, ending in Lethbridge was, was a really good experience to end with a team that I was able to get drafted to, so that's pretty special. And then obviously getting some, some experience at the pro level with the Moose was a really good experience too. So you're turning 24 in June. What do you think after this year? Are you going to keep going to school? Um, I don't know. I don't really like to, to close any doors when it comes to pro hockey. So um, I guess we'll just we'll just see how this season pans out. And um, if, if something comes to me in, in terms of uh, pro hockey, then I'll, then I'll weigh the options. And uh, if not, then I'm super happy to uh, keep going with uh, my academics too. So we'll just have to see what happens. What are you taking? What's your major? Physical education. Okay. And how have you enjoyed taking classes? Good. It's It's been a little bit of a learning curve for me. Um, obviously, playing playing five years in the Western League, you don't really have um, a too high priority when it comes to academics. So um, I had to kind of learn how to juggle both academics and school. And I think uh, I felt a lot more comfortable in my second year and 
with classes being in person, it's it's been nice too. So I've been enjoying it. Are you one of the older people in your classes? Uh, I'm honestly not sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, now looking ahead to uh, it's a very busy weekend for for you and the team. You got games Friday, Saturday, and then the Ukrainian game on Monday. Three games in four days. Obviously, when you're in the Western League, you sometimes play three and three. So I don't think fatigue will be uh, a part of that. But how do you make sure you don't look past these two games against Regina, knowing that this this huge spectacle game is coming up on Monday? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we just kind of got to take it day by day and, and focus on, on the game at hand. Um, these are two big games for our team coming up this weekend, and we're looking to uh, just climb the standings and, and get even more ahead of Regina. So I think as of right now, our focus on Regina. Um, unfortunately, I won't be playing in the Ukraine game. I leave for the FISU games uh, on Sunday, so I'll have a chance to play against them in the tournament, but uh, I know uh, our whole team's really excited to play play in that game, and it's going to be a pretty good atmosphere. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Can a game like that help your team going forward in the Canada West season? Because the game doesn't count in the standings, but can that be a springboard towards the second half push? Yeah, definitely. I think anytime you you get a chance to play against different opponents, opponents you haven't played before, um, different systems, different structures, it just makes it that much easier when you do have to play against a team that maybe played the same systems and the same structures. So, um, again, it's it's another opportunity for our team to get better and for our team to work on our game. So uh, I think everyone's really looking forward to it. So for you then to actually go to the games that the Ukrainians are, are training for, how did you become a part of that? Um, I was just selected to the team. Uh, one, one day after practice, my coach just called me in and, and told me that um, I was selected and, uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty much how it went. And I was just super excited. My family was super super proud of me. So I'm really excited to get down there and hopefully uh, bring back a gold medal to Winnipeg. How long are you there for? Fifteen days is the tournament. Okay, so are you going to fall behind in your school now? <laughs> I'm hoping not. Actually, right the day I leave is when classes start. So I'm going to try to get ahead as much as I can and get as much schoolwork as I can while I'm there. But um, it might be a little hard with with what's going on there. So. <laughs> You mentioned the learning curve. Is this the most balancing you've had to do in your, I guess, growing up balancing hockey in school? I think when it comes to balancing hockey in school, definitely. Um, I've had to learn a lot of different uh, personal skills like time management and stuff like that that'll make me successful. And um, yeah, I think I've been doing a pretty good job and it's it's definitely been a a little bit of a learning curve for me. But like I said, uh, going into my second year, I felt a lot more comfortable with uh, how to how to handle these challenges, and uh, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Now, when you were growing up in Oak Bank, were you ever thinking of going to the U of M? I can't say I was. No, I had a pretty uh, set goal on playing hockey and playing pro hockey, um, and I I still have a, a goal to to play pro hockey. So. Um, that being said, I've been really enjoying my experience at the U of M and I've been enjoying learning and, and growing as an individual. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not closing any doors, but, but school has been treating me really well. Well, Brett, appreciate your time coming on the show tonight. Thanks for that. Best of luck at the, uh, at the games coming up. Have fun. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Let us turn our attention back to the national hockey league. The Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night are hosting the Tampa Bay lightning and the lineup could look a lot different as we're joined by Murat Atash of The Athletic. Murat, how are you doing tonight? 
doing quite well. Uh, good news abounds with Canada up, and uh, of course, good health news for the Winnipeg Jets as well. So let's start with the Jets. We, we've seen over the last week or so a progression towards where we're at today with Nikolai Ehlers, Cole Perfetti, Blake Wheeler, and Nate Schmidt all in normal practice jerseys, all could play tomorrow night, right? Yeah, everybody is an option. It seems like there's a little note of medical clearance on Blake Wheeler, who surprised everybody, Rick Bonus was saying today, by being as ready this soon as he was. I think the news came to them as a surprise yesterday, even though uh, they'd seen him skating and everything to that effect. Otherwise, though, and, and honestly, based on line rushes, based on the fact Wheeler was involved with power play units, it looks like the top six is going to go from a whole bunch of waiver acquisitions in addition to the usual stars back to Cole Perfetti, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler on one line, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Nikolai Ehlers on another line. This is a big upgrade in an awful hurry for the Winnipeg Jets. Now, we've played a lot of audio earlier in the show about the, the thought of, well, we can't be complacent just because players are coming back and we can you know rest easy now because we don't have to just survive anymore. Do you think there's merit to that? I absolutely do think there's merit to that. There was an attitude or a disposition that was, I want to say it was necessary for the Jets. Watching the games that they've played recently, it's a sense that when are these guys going to get their next goal, right? Because if Mark Shifley is making the setup play for Carson Kuhlman, who Winnipeg acquired on waivers, the finishing quality is a little bit lower there than if it's Cole Perfetti, Blake Wheeler, or uh, Nikolai Ehlers on that wing as well. And we've seen a whole lot of that. What it's meant is that everybody has had to dig in and make all of those 200-foot plays, uh, focus on you know every little board battle that could lead to a breakout, every little dump-in play to contest, all of those little things. Winnipeg had to get every one of them right just to have a chance to win. And I don't mean to disparage the quality of roster, but there were times when a third of the lineup was in the AHL or uh, had affected on waivers at some point this season, and that's a big deal. So absolutely, they have to maintain the, the same sort of effort in addition to getting the skill back. And, you know, sometimes it can take guys a minute or two to get their games back, too, especially with a guy like Nikolai Ehlers, who hasn't played since early, early in the season. Well, we noticed on Tuesday of last week when they lost to the Wild, third straight loss, just an absolute lack of firepower on this team. And then they went out and won three straight, but not really via firepower, right? It's been a really defensive job by this team and and how important is it for that to continue that attitude of not necessarily scoring goals but keeping them out of your own net being the number one impetus for victory yeah i I think that that's the big disposition change between the jets of last year and this year and had so much success with it first of all they spend less time in their own zone period because their forwards are doing a good job of pressuring back which means their defensemen can jump up, whether it's at the offensive blue line, at the red line, at Winnipeg's own blue line. There's lots of different spots that they can make a stand and challenge the other team's breakout um, as long as they have that forward support. And we've seen a lot of that. And we've seen some really good habits throughout most of the season from the Jets, which cuts down that time in their own zone. And then another big change is that like a lot of teams, when Winnipeg gets lost or in trouble in its own zone, they're doing a really good job of collapsing to the middle of the ice in front of the net instead of chasing as much as they used to to the outside. You know, in those man-to-man coverages, you'd see a defenseman up at the blue line because he had to chase somebody. You're seeing less and less of that because positions are better held and they collapse to the middle of the ice. 
all of those things sound dull compared to, you know, Kyle Connor ripping up the ice and letting one go. But those are the kinds of details that have been a huge part of Winnipeg's transformation. If they do that with all this skill back in the lineup, there's a little bit of a run to be made this month. Let's talk about Ehlers, who we haven't really heard from in a long time. I don't think he's, he's talked. I'm sure if he's playing tomorrow, we'll hear from him in the at the morning skate. But how much of a, a rust shaking off do you think there is for someone who hasn't played since game two of the season and now we're into January 6th by the time the puck drops tomorrow? I think I would re- realistically expect a bit, especially with that sports hernia injury and the surgery that comes with that. You know, you look around the league at other players who have had that. Oftentimes it's been older players like Andrew Ladd, who I've heard was never quite the same after that. You know, I I didn't, I wasn't around covering the pre-injury Andrew Ladd Winnipeg Jets, so I can't say with my own eyes, really, but that's what I've heard. You saw Andrew Kopp have that surgery before his season in Detroit this year. He was slow to get going, and I don't want to go through the whole laundry list, but there seems to be a trend that's not easy to come back from. So for me, of all of the players who have missed time, and certainly he's missed the most, but also the nature of Nikolai Euler's injury, I have all kinds of patience for him. I think the coaching staff did a good job to put him beside Kyle Connor and Pierre-Luc Dubois because Ehlers doesn't have to drive that line. If he takes a minute to get going, those other two players can handle things. Well, and especially for a player like Ehlers compared to a cop or a, or a lad or go down the list, speed's his calling card. That's his number one... Uh, I can't think of the word, but the number one trait he brings to the, to the team for sure. And so to I think... That line, even with him at full strength, that would be the optimal combo, wouldn't it? I mean, I have time for it for sure. I think that's what you may have seen the Jets land on had they had full health early. It took them a a little while to get to that Perfetti, Shifley, and Wheeler combination uh, up top. Uh, But I think that was almost in part predicated on Blake Wheeler having the tremendous start that he had. And I don't think they were sure that they were going to get that kind of quality from Blake Wheeler after he loses the captaincy. He's another year older. Well, watch out. He's a top six forward again, and he's having that kind of impact. So now that frees some things up. And, you know, with Connor and Dubois, we've seen them have success with just about anybody. Evgeny Svechnikov last year, no problem. Loss of offense, no problem. Jansen Harkins goes on to that line. There's a couple of goals for him. And, well, Winnipeg just waived him to make room for their help. So they haven't needed a superstar on that wing. Now that they have somebody who this is a season where he can really uh, show that star status in in Ehlers if everything goes well for him, um, I'm curious to see if there's enough puck for everybody because they're so dangerous. Dubois, whether he's driving the net or Connor in transition, well, Nikolai Ehlers is great in transition too. So I, I, I think it has a lot of potential. And then I also have some patience for them figuring out who has the puck when and getting some chemistry going. You don't get to choose who's on the schedule, but the fact that you could have as many as four players returning in tomorrow's game would you rather it be against a team like tampa bay one of the best teams in the east or would you rather face a team like chicago or columbus well speaking from my seat as a, as a media member i would rather watch it happen against tampa bay because you know the ahl heavy lineup that winnipeg's been icing of late i just i think that it would be up for all kinds of challenge against the tampa bay lightning um and at this you know for me if i if i'm the winnipeg jets and i'm trying to size it up yeah, I want those guys back as soon as possible because, you know, they are quality and um, they have all genu- generally had good starts to the season. So 
the the sooner that I can get them back, if the doctors say they're good to go, if they say they're good to go, that's an ASAP thing for me. And looking at tomorrow's game, how do you think the Jets stack up? Or is it impossible to really say because of all the potential changes to the lineup? <laughs> I mean, there is a sense that, you know, the coaching staff will have to read and react. And Rick Bonus has called it an art before in terms of feeling things out. So, yeah, we might see them have one game plan and move to another. But I think one of the things we haven't talked about, which is a huge part of what will go into matchups and strategy for the Jets tomorrow, is Adam Lowry is having a phenomenal season. And um, he's been a guy that's been a great shutdown defenseman for a lot of years. Every once in a while he gets hurt, the effectiveness comes out, and his offense hasn't always been there. But Lowry's doing it all kind of in all three zones, whether he's at five on five or on the PK. He's played some power play time as well. And I think that Bonus is going to be leaning really hard on the Lowry matchup line. Uh, Everyone on that line will have been healthy recently. There's no injury question marks in that group. I think they'll go against Tampa Bay's best players all night. And then it's going to be a matter of which of that Shifley or Dubois line is going and who can you ideally exploit against, uh, against the lower lines not that Tampa Bay has any easy matchups in them, but I think that would be the idea for Winnipeg tomorrow. Baron and Kuhlman skated with Lowry today at uh, the skate. Uh, on the blue line, before I let you go, Nate Schmidt is nearing a comeback as well. Could be tomorrow. It looks like Billy Hainalo would be the one to come out. What have you thought of his game? And is it you know just a, a matter of kind of bad luck for him that everyone's healthy, so he can't find a spot in the lineup? Uh, with Billy Hainalo, yeah. You know what? The the level of his game has really increased in the last you know week or two since he's gotten back into the lineup and played three very good games. I thought, if anybody's out there who watches Moose games on the regular, who has uh, you know or who has read coverage, when you watch him at the AHL level, every play runs through Billy Hanela. He's so confident; it's a, it's almost effortless for him sometimes. But early on this year in the NHL at camp and at otherwise. Um, there's a sense that he was trying to force things a little bit, whether a highlight reel play here, not quite working out so well, a little bit of timing problems there, not working out so well. I don't think it was a great start for him. What he showed in these last few games, he's been one of Winnipeg's top six best defensemen easily, some nights maybe even third or fourth best, just because he's been able to bring everything he excels at at the AHL level and do a reasonably good job of it in the NHL too. So yeah, I do think it's bad luck and bad timing for him, and hopefully for his sake he gets back in uh, in in due time. And finally, I know that reading fans' thoughts online can be a, a dangerous eco-chamber to be in, <laughs> but I, I've seen a lot of people wondering about the play of Neil Pionk this year, especially defensively. Have you noticed a sag? Well, I do notice a sag in his defensive game, and I can put it in, in this regard. His offense is there. The points are there. He's been a contributing member offensively for a long time. But when he first got to Winnipeg and there was this question about his defending based on what had happened in New York, you know, I watched every shift that he played every time he tried to protect Winnipeg's blue line against a rush. And he was so mobile, laterally, backwards, everything. He was actually Winnipeg's best defenseman in terms of shutting down these entry attempts when he was new in Winnipeg. And that's a guy that I don't think we've seen that much this year. I don't think he's moving as well in terms of that kind of tracking. Um, He's still flying up the ice, still has the offense, but there has been some issues defending. And for me, that starts with that lateral mobility and then turning and and covering guys off with speed that I I think should be part of his game. So that is a concern for me, uh, even as the offense is still there. 
All right. Good to know. Murat, we'll see you at the game tomorrow night. Thanks for this. Right on. Thanks for having me, Christian. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you of the deal. You may not share our intellect, which might explain.